Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 18. Today, we kick off a special business impact series on the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Whether you work for a business or run your own business, this series on counterfeit sleep in the workplace is mission critical for continued growth and success. And that's for two reasons. One, the impacts of counterfeit sleep in the workplace are substantial from workplace culture to the bottom line. And we take a deep dive into this in this series. And two, counterfeit sleep is a hidden problem. So you can't begin to solve the problem until you bring it out into the light. And knowing how to work the metaphorical spotlight is just one of the things today's guest excels at. Jeffrey Hazlett is a global business celebrity, Hall of Fame speaker, and chairman and CEO of C-Suite Network. He is the primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and the host of the award-winning All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Jeff is a turnaround or architect of the highest order, a C-suite executive who delivers scalable campaigns, and when it comes to marketing, a true maverick. Jeff brings all that richness to the conversation today as we kick off our special business impact series on counterfeit sleep in the workplace. Listen in and get answers to these questions. How does counterfeit sleep impact productivity? safety, healthcare costs, and culture in your workplace? Why should we all ask, should I be doing what I'm doing based on my sleep? And what can you do in your workplace to embrace high-performance sleep that increases your bottom line? Well, hello, Jeff, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Well, it's good to be here, and I'm awake. <laughs> Always a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> Um, and this is our special business impact series, uh, Counterfeit Sleep in the Workplace. And I'm excited to kick off the series with you, Jeff, because there's one thing for sure. Counterfeit sleep needs some marketing help. It has a huge impact on the bottom line of any company, and it's a hidden problem. So how big is the impact on the bottom line? Well, um, we lose an estimated $86.9 billion dollars in uh, lost productivity annually, and that's in the U.S. alone. And then there are healthcare costs, workplace accidents. Altogether, it totals up to almost $150 billion lost to the problem of counterfeit sleep. And of course, as I said, it's a hidden problem, right? So 50% of men and 25% of women get counterfeit sleep every night, 
and 80% of them have no idea that that's the reason that they can't be productive or that that's the reason that they're having accidents at work or they have uh, no idea that that's the reason that their coworkers are so irritating. <laughs> it's just, they don't have the energy for any of those things. Um, and so, you know, basically counterfeit sleep is the driver of the costly problems in today's workplace. But like you said, it's hidden. So companies never get the ROI that they pour into initiatives and programs to support employees. And of course, um, you know, there is a silver lining and that is the very fact that counterfeit sleep is hidden because if you have a problem that you don't know and then you uncover that problem, you're in a position for a solution then. And that's of course why, um, why I'm so excited about our conversation because there's nobody that I'd wanna to talk to more about marketing <laughs> than you. So I would love if you could um, you know, talk a little bit about marketing and if you can share with us how, from a marketing perspective, um, can businesses address an unknown problem, like, like we're talking about counterfeit sleep, right? Because I'm sure you know, businesses have unknown problems all the time and then have to market it. And then if we can segue into what are some tried and true solutions and, and actionable steps that businesses can take when they are um, looking to uh, market an unknown problem, you know, to their employees and whatever that may be. Well, I think the biggest thing is you gotta, you gotta know what you don't know, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing is to be able to shock people into understanding rather than uh, waiting for an accident to occur or, you know, the bottom line to start to deteriorate, to educate the leadership that, Hey, there's a problem out there and maybe you should be aware of this because, uh, you know, you're just one accident away from a, you know, catastrophic accident that's been caused by sleep. I mean, imagine all the kinds of companies out there that are impacted by this from trucking transportation to, you know, first responders and healthcare, um, you know, teachers, you know, I can just, I can keep going one after another or salespeople, good salespeople not getting sleep that we all know that I know the result of that when they've been out partying the night before a trade show, you know, and the next day they're not, they're not at their top performance because, you know, they were out entertaining all night. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways, but I think the first thing you have to do is you have to educate. You have to let people know here are the catastrophic, you know, causes of this particular problem. Yeah. So I know when you say like, uh, you know, start, uh, start with leadership, can you talk a little bit more about what you mean? Um, you know, specifically there is you're talking about like, get the, the C-suite involved Yeah, or? without question, the C-suite, unless the C-suite sees it's an issue, it's not likely to, to be raised up as an initiative inside the company. Right. So somebody in the chief talent office has to be able to describe that, Hey, this is a real problem for us. This is a productivity issue. This is a this is a, you know, this is a safety issue for us, or this is a performance issue uh, for our team. What can we be doing to help them better? Uh, you know, because, you know, whether they're traveling to the office or whether they're out on the at the office or, or they're traveling period, they're, you know, driving, whatever, how, how what can we do to first of all, recognize the problem? And then once we recognize it, what are some alternatives for us to be able to offer or some solutions to be able to offer to give to them? And I think that most companies would be open to that. Mm, yeah, you know, I, I, and I like what you're saying too, because I think in general, you know, as a as a, a human population, we've become more aware over certainly over the past 
um, probably five or six years, there have been a bunch of good books that have come out that really have shown us how important sleep is. And so I think absolutely, um, the, we're moving the pendulum on that, on, at really realizing we need to make sure that, like you said, you know, that we're not staying up late and partying the night before when we have something big going on the next day. And then I think we, we, we want to try, we start there. And then if we get to the next level of looking at, okay, what happens if once we take care of those everybody's getting the right amount of sleep what if you're still not feeling great then we look to the next step to say well is it really a hidden sleep problem uh, as well so if you have um you know a, a, a c-suite who's kind of really you know like you said if, if they have to make it the initiative uh can you do, have you can you give an idea of what that might look like? Is it is it like how does that education begin? Does it do they bring somebody in like or how would they even begin to um, become aware? Do you know what I mean? Like how do you market it physically? How do you market it to the C-suite so that they can start to say, "Wow, okay, we see the impact. Let's do something." Well, a lot of companies are going to want to say, "Okay, how do we compare to others? What's our productivity rate? What's our accident rates? What's our you know the the things that are causing us issues? How do we compare with the industry? How do we compare against the best competitors?" So somebody would be you know to have that information would be really helpful. I mean, I think all of us understand that you know good sleep's an important piece of it. But if I can put a dollar amount to it that, hey, our money will, you know, we will increase the bottom line, we will increase the top line by doing this, that's that's one piece. Or if we keep employees from having bad accidents or, you know, um, all kinds of, you know, better relationships with their coworkers, everything else, all those things are going to be a uh, benefit. The, typically, something like that would come before the HR team. Um, the talent team, and they would bring it forth saying, hey, here's a problem. And we need to understand that. And then we would be able to quantify that and say, yeah, that's worthy. Or it would be be picked up as a benefit to the employees, you know, um, and then that's a benefit for us. I mean, you know, like having employees not smoking. Well, is that really benefit a company? Sure, it does. But help, you know, overall, it helps keeps down the, you know, healthy employees are, are better workers. And not only that, it's less cost, so less insurance, less, you know, all those kinds of things. So, so there's a correlation to that. And you just have to make that correlation with sleep. And second, as we all know, somebody's got a bad, bad sleep habits, whether they're coworkers or they're our spouses. So if I had this as a, a benefit for my entire family that, you know, hey, here's an added benefit wow, I'll make it life better at home so that when you come to work, even better. But typically that's going to come before the executive team, the leadership team, someone's going to propose something, say, hey, this is an issue and then bring it forward. And then there's a, you know, then what are the solutions? Whether well, they're going to hire somebody like yourself or bring in courses, you know, uh, you know, besides just saying, go count sheep. <laughs> Right. And by the way, where did this sheep thing start? Where you know, I'm curious about that. I was thinking about that when you started this, started this podcast. Like, where did this whole counting sheep thing start? I don't know. I, I've often wondered about that myself, and I've never, uh, I've never seen a, a good answer on it. Um, I love the fact that you bring in um, the idea of, you know, um, a spouse sleeping poorly or, or vice versa. I mean, I think that is something that we don't consider enough. So let's say we said 50% of men deal with a hidden sleep problem, right? So, and what happens then? This, the, the, the person that they're sleeping next to is then getting disrupted sleep as well. And yeah. I, I'm, I have never been surprised by the fact that, you know, 50% of men get counterfeit sleep and 
the divorce rate is just about 50, 50%, because, <laughs> right? Because what happens is, you know, when you're not getting the sleep that you need, you don't have the energy, right? You don't have the physical yeah. energy. You don't have the mental energy. You don't have the emotional energy and everybody feels it in a little bit of a different way, you know? And so I think of like, you know, the real type A person and they're like, go, they get in the office, you know, not really, you know, not much for culture necessarily, but they're driving through things they're okay. They're putting all their energy into like that mental, you know, productivity thing, but emotionally they're draining the culture of the company, you know? So it's like, we really need to look at, at, at that sort of thing across the board. All right. So that's all great. So give, can you give us a couple of like tactical kind of uh, things about if a company is really interested in um, they've identified the problem with the um, you know, at the C-suite level, how do you then make it, um, you know, um, marketable, I guess? How do you market it to the employees then uh, if, if you do want to make an initiative? What are some thoughts around that for real, having real success with a, an initiative? Yeah, what are the, yeah. Especially I mean, that what, happens at home, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, but I think everybody understands the issue. So, but it's a matter of pointing it out what it means to you. So how is sleep affecting you? And then have the employee be able to do a self-assessment. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. Have the employee be able to do a self-assessment. Have them be able to take a test. And then if you want to correlate it to work, you know, the reason why we're doing this is to prevent accidents, to make you, you know, help you be more productive, happier in life and everything else. So you want to be able to point those things out with folks to be able to see if there's value to them. And of course, I'm sure they're going to get that. So, you know, having some type of very simple sleep test or, you know, a, a fill-in questionnaire from the questionnaire itself says, okay, that's me, you know, because there are people, you know, who like me, uh, who can literally, if you said, Jeff, go fall asleep right now, I could lay, I could just sit back, close my eyes. And within two minutes, I'm asleep, you know, maybe even less. If it's, if it's in the evening, it doesn't even take me that long, but nonetheless, that's, that's, but there are others like my spouse who, if she doesn't hit that window, oh man, it's bad all night long. Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, so it's tough for it's tough for different people, right? In terms right. of different ways. So, and everybody has their own way. Um, and then, but like most people, are you getting enough? You know, not just that you're sleeping well. Are you getting enough? Yeah. And I think most people would find out they're never getting enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it is between seven and a half and eight and a half hours that the you know most people end up needing. So less than that, or more than that, of course, is a problem. They're both signs that you're not um, you're not allowing your brain to do what it needs to do at night. You know, which which really what what the brain literally does when you get into the right phase of sleep and you cycle through correctly, your brain literally shrinks down in size and it gets flushed out. Uh, by a fluid. And so you, you literally wake up with a refreshed brain that has a full charge, you know, and of course, if you're not getting the right sleep, you don't get that. And what research is bearing out now is that that is the, um, if you don't get that brain flushed out, that's the root cause of cognitive decline, 
and Alzheimer's disease and all those. Mm -hmm. So we're bringing it back to the company. Well, then that really does drive your healthcare costs along the way because it really does, uh, you know, it, 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 it affects the productivity, uh, safety and everything along the way. And then later on, it really does um, affect the healthcare costs as well. Wow, I'm making so I'm making a list right now of people's brains that I want flushed out right this <laughs> So it's uh, okay. I need to start signing people up right now. <laughs> you know, I I mean, by the way, that's that's something I didn't know. I didn't know about. I yeah. had no idea there was brain flush. Who knew there was yeah, brain yeah, flush? Yeah, yeah. I, I interviewed a, 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 a professor at NYU who does research in this. And it's only really the past couple of years that we've gotten to know about this. And it's because we have the technology to really look to monitor the brain and see what's going on. And so, you know, the technology is helping us understand it better. But of course, the technology is also making the sleep problem worse because everybody's on their phones, everybody, the blue light is disrupting, you know, your sleep patterns. And also we're looking down at our phones all the time, which affects our posture, which then ends up having sleep implications. So oh, it's, it's a, it's a, as usual, it's a blessing and a curse, right? The other thing I just wanted to mention, Jeff, is when you said you can fall asleep, like at any you know, give you two minutes, that's actually a real sign that you are under rested as well. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It should take yeah. between 15 and 20 minutes to, to really get into that next yeah. stage of sleep. So something to look at, you know, especially because like, as we go on. Okay. So we had to tell the whole world, I'm not getting enough sleep right there. <laughs> that's a, but no, but that's true. I I'm like one of those people that normally sleeps like maybe five hours, maybe mm -hmm. six. And then every so often I'm, I look, I know that's not good. And then ever, and then, and then every so often I crash for the day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that, you know, I'd much better get a regular kind of activity, but that's not my schedule, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 And it's true. And that's, it's, it's like, you know, we talk a lot about adrenal fatigue that a lot of people are dealing with these days. And it really comes down to that because when you don't get enough sleep, you're, um, you're running on adrenaline all day just to keep going. And then at some point, your, your adrenals are just maxed out. Even here's another interesting thing. And this goes with the productivity angle that we were talking about for, um, you know, the workplace. Um, ADHD, which so many adults are now saying, geez, I think I have that. ADHD is, is coming up as uh, with a lot of questions now, a lot of sleep medicine physicians are saying, you know, we think that ADHD may not be uh, a deficit in and of itself, but it may be a symptom of a sleep problem. And, and here's a curious fact about that. You know, uh, you probably have heard of like kids with ADHD or, or and adults too, but you, maybe it's more common with kids. They take a medication, a stimulant like ADHD, yeah. uh, like Ritalin or, you know, something like that. Right. And it's always like, why would a kid who, who's so restless and can't focus and can't think, settle down when they get a stimulant, right? That doesn't make any sense. Why would a stimulant calm them down? And the thinking is, is that all of a sudden it takes the burden off the body to, to produce the, adrenal the adrenaline. And so the body's like, oh my God, okay. I don't need to be in overdrive, you know, to produce adrenaline, to keep going. I can just coast for a little bit so it may be that you know certainly adhd will will drive productivity problems so it may be that you know in, in, with, if a business is able to help their employees 
get truly healthy and restorative sleep, then they'll see overall, um, you know, changes in productivity, emotional, like kind of, uh, you know, re relational kind of challenges may disappear and certainly health costs can come down. So all those great things. All right. Well, that's great, Jeff. When, um, I'd like to ask you one last thing before we, we finish up. Um, I always ask somebody based on everything that they know and their own experiences and certainly your, you know, the business guy, your marketing genius. If you had an opportunity to put, um, put up a billboard based on what we were just talking about to get a message out to people, what do you think you'd put on there? And of course, you know, with a billboard, it's a relatively small piece of real estate and people go by pretty quickly in their cars. So what do you think you'd put on there? Oh, in terms with relationship to sleep or, or in, yeah, in yeah. overall, uh, you know, I, it's mostly about the education that I'm getting from you is, am I getting, are you getting enough, you know, or, you know, I would probably say, are you safe to drive mm. based on your sleep? Are you safe to drive based on your sleep? That's, I mean, that's an interesting question that just to, to scare someone to say, you know, should you be behind the wheel? just because yeah. of your sleep habit. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, just like, should you be leading a multi-million dollar company or multi-million dollar company based on your sleep habits? Mm. You yeah. Know, that's that, a great one, especially because like we said, it is a billboard. So you're driving, you're like, wait, should I be? Right. <laughs> yeah. Really but so in this case, you know, but that's a metaphor for all of us to be asking ourselves, should we be doing what we're doing based on our sleep? Should be, should you be picking up that knife and trying to cut vegetables, you know, with that, with that knife? Should you be, you know, yelling at your children, you know, should you be doing all these things that's and that I would imagine most things are tied to sleep. As I said, in the pre interview, as we were getting together with the pre interview, I said, there was like, I saw something that was a meme that said, like six things that are better than a doctor, you know, eating well, water, sleep was one of those, right? Exercise, and I can't remember the other two. But but, uh, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I love it too, because it, it's an emphasis that if you're saying it's better than a doctor, it's the emphasis on us being healthy rather yeah. than going and seeking treatment once we've gotten sick. So anything that is about staying healthy is definitely going to help us you know, in our personal lives and definitely in our business lives. So, uh, you know, professional lives. So I, I, I'm all for that. All right, Jeff, last question. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way? Oh, you can reach me on any social media platform whatsoever. I'm Jeffrey Hazlett, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. -T. You can find me at C-Suite Radio, C-Suite TV, C-Suite Book Club, C the C-Suite Network. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Probably even TikTok. I assume I got a TikTok account. <laughs> we have options. We definitely yeah, have yeah, options. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, I thank you so much for sharing your expertise um, with us here today on the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. My pleasure. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey and leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you, and remember, 
If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.